0: Hey, everyone. Before we start the show, we wanted to say that although The Office is a wonderful show that's given us so much and it's one of the best escapes from reality that we have out there, with the current state of our society and the growing pains that we're going through right now, it might not be the best time for escaping. So we wanted to say that our show stands 100% behind Black Lives Matter, and we hope you feel the same way. We've donated the small amount of money that we've made so far on Patreon to several different organizations fighting racial injustice, and if you'd like to follow suit, you can find a link to where we've donated on our Instagram. Also on there, we're sharing books, movies, and other podcasts to consume instead of The Office for a little bit. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll donate and continue to support this cause. It's so important, especially now that we all have free time. Okay, on to the show.
1: Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Annie and Kelly For your business paper needs Or oh, Dundam If Then the people purses, paper people Dundam If Then the people purses, paper people Dundam If Then the people purses paper people. Dundam,
2: Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, Date Sean. Nice to meet me.
1: And I'm Edwin Jaynes, regional manager.
2: (laughs) And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward.
0: I would say I kind of have an unfair advantage because I watch reality dating shows
1: like Hawk and I learn, I absorb information from the strategies of the winners
2: and the losers Actually, I probably learned more from the Losers. <laughs> uh, every week we get together to talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we're discussing the season six episode, Happy Hour. Nice to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the show, we'll have a conference room where we'll discuss our favorite insults and compliments from The Office. And we have some more listener provided trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, But uh, let's get into today's episode, Happy Hour, season six, episode 21, aired March 25th, 2010, written by B.J. Novak and directed by Matt Sohn. Um, I don't think we've talked about Matt Sohn before. He's... He is the... Is he the uh, son the D-
0: of a preacher man? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: he's actually the DP, or director of photography, oh, cinematographer. DP
0: of a preacher man. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So so he
2: directed this episode, but he's usually just the, you know, for lack of a cameraman, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he got his... I looked him up. He got his start in reality TV. He was like started on Cops in 1994. Oh, really? Fear Factor, Amazing Race, Survivor, so um, I thought that was super interesting because, I mean, it's, uh, of course, uh, you know, the show's shot like a documentary. You want mm-hmm. a reality TV filmographer. So uh, um, that was really cool.
0: This is as close to like a reality dating show as we get on The Office, too. That's true. Because <laughs> like this episode is basically just a bunch of different dates. Like everyone in this episode is on a date in some way or in some capacity, whether they realize it or not. That's absolutely true. Yeah.
1: I I uh, I was excited to talk about this one in part for me. This is one of my all time favorite episodes. I just think it's super fun, super funny, um, and I was I gravitated toward it for that. I gravitated to it for that reason. Uh, but yeah, to your point, I think the way that they kind of carve up the cast in different couples and put everyone in the same sort of environment uh, makes for a lot
2: of fun uh, moments. Uh, as close as uh, the office will get to Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, really quick too, but just before we dive into this episode, I just want to say at the top, really front, I take full responsibility and I apologize that we didn't do episode sixty nine about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only bringing this up because so many of you have written in and said, yes, "Guys, spoken. why? What?" And and look, look, here's the deal: we do this, sh- we plan the show. We record the show, we do it all, I edit it. I don't add the episode number until I post it. And so I never look at the episode numbers before that. <laughs> and so it was with great horror that I was like, Oh my God, this is episode sixty nine. We'd already done yes. it. It had to go out and it was like we, we, we blew it, but look, we'll 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 get it another time. All right, Kevin's yeah, Kevin's will. coming, don't worry. Number eleven. We'll, that'll be that'll be when we <laughs> talk. Number eleven. About it. We'll do a special episode. It's unnumbered. It's its own number. Okay. So don't yeah, write so- in anymore about how we missed it because we're well aware <laughs> yeah. we missed it. We know we messed up. Sixty nine. Ha ha ha. All right. Let's move Favorite on. Favorite number. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Maybe ninety six. Is- <laughs> Get it again. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to to happy hour. Okay. What what the place. Uh, this place in the show we're we're ending uh we're near the end of season six so um this is after michael has dated helene um this is after jim and pam have had their baby peepa is that the Pee-pee. baby Pee-pee. oh pp pp Helper. yes <laughs> yeah. and then um uh of course dwight and angela have dissolved their sex contract but now have a punch card agreement um promising Angela a child we are
0: in the dreary legal stage of their relationship at this point
2: yes and uh and and then uh, and then we have Aaron and Andy who have been flirting with the possibility of a of a relationship finally moving in that direction
0: yeah this is like I said earlier this this is such a unique episode because it is like let's have all the characters go on dates at the same time um and which didn't really occur to me till I rewatched it this time of like oh like outside of the scene that does take place in the office where they invite Michael um, like every single thing that's happening is people involved in a date even though you could argue you know like Donna obviously she's just at work but it almost becomes and it, it it becomes 100%. romantic in a yes. way yeah totally um obviously Michael doesn't realize he's on a date um and then and then <laughs> unfortunately he does uh Jim and Pam is- are you know just a married couple on a date uh, trying to set their friends up they haven't yeah they haven't been
2: out of the house in a while it seems getting to do something fun we see mm-hmm. Pam ecstatic
0: and and you mentioned Dwight and Angela with the punch card and really this becomes Dwight having a date with uh Isabel, Isabel. Isabel. sorry I've just completely blanked her name. Right. No. But <laughs> this, this becomes an Isabel Dwight date um so that's right e- everywhere you turn in this episode is just people on dates
1: they're, yeah, and they're all at different stages, like you said. I think that's really important, and it kind of helps color and shade mm-hmm. the episode in different ways. I think too, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan and Kelly get a few moments. I was going to say Ryan just and having Kelly, fun together.
0: Bob and uh, Bob Phyllis and, and Bob. Yep,
1: yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. And then uh, Oscar trying to get something going with Matt. Yes. That's the yes. other sort of uh, underlying subplot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's the fun to watch it all event. play out together, and you you get to watch them interact with each other and
0: cross each other in the middle of the room.
1: Don't tell me what to do with my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, is.
0: it is uh and, and, you know it's, it's much like a reality, you know, TV show that's about love. It's like let's let's get a big set piece, let's put all the characters into it and just let them figure it out. And that's basically what's going on here. Um they chose some kind of Dave and Buster's type place to sit in Dexter's, sit and Dexter's. Sit and Dexter's yeah. to <laughs> to have to go for happy hour drinks. It's the weirdest venue choice. I kind of want to talk about that. Like who, who decided that that's where they were going. Mm. It's a weird choice for a bunch of adults.
2: So this whole thing is Oscar's plan, right? We get in the opening of the episode, right? Oscar showing up two hours early for work just so that he can encounter Matt, the warehouse worker in the parking lot. And we've only met Matt once before, which is on the Christmas episode from this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wonder if obviously they always go to, to poor Richards is where they go and get drinks, right? That seems to be the place where um, they love to go and unwind or bond. But maybe Oscar has overthought it a little bit here, and he or or um, you know he's like trying to think of okay, well I need to be able to like play games or you know pull him aside or maybe poor Richards isn't big enough for that.
0: That's, you know what? I haven't considered that. That might be a good, it is a good place if you're trying to flirt and do stuff with people because you you have an excuse being like, hey, do you want to go play, you know, ski ball or something? Hoops. And like You're doing yeah. something. Yeah, go play hoops. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I think that's what Oscar says.
0: <laughs> you have something to, yeah, you have something to go do at that kind of a place yeah. as opposed to trying to, Saddle up next to someone in a bar or the table's already full and you can't even sit down next to the person you want to flirt with or whatever. So, yeah, I, you know what? There reminds me of a couple of things that poor Richards, we do
1: get to see them play. What is up Jenkins?
0: Hmm. Um,
1: uh, with, uh, with Roy, when Roy is still part of the ensemble. Um, and then the other thing that I'm remembering now is there's a deleted scene from that episode where Oscar and Angela are sharing a table and Oscar, uh, looks up and he goes, these wings are all fat and gristle or fat and bone or something like that. And Angela says, this place is disgusting. And they look across the table and they share this like really satisfied look to each other. So maybe it is that Oscar doesn't like four Richards. Um, The other thing to remember is that Andy is also kind of involved. That's a deleted scene? Yeah, it's a deleted scene. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it. And then Andy's also involved with picking up momentum for this. He's like, hey, boss man, you know, a bunch That's of us right. are thinking about going to
0: happy hour later. So ladies and gentlemen, when you get- it is quitting time. Yes. <laughs> oh, I meant later. Oh, yeah. Like after work. <laughs> well, when
1: you think about like Oscar giving the spark of an idea and then Andy and Michael – just really taking the ball and running with it that it can go to a crazy place yeah
2: right and i think oscar goes to daryl first right with this idea so maybe mm-hmm. he's kind of talked to everybody and this is sort of the general consensus of the office mm-hmm. <laughs> another is that new sit in dexter's we can go to a, yeah. new, a
0: new another master class by steve carell the moment when he's invited to drinks of the He's just awash in something he's waited for his whole life. <laughs> he is so immediately excited. He's not considering what time it is, where they are. Yeah. He's just like, it's quitting time. We're going now.
2: Yeah. yeah. Th- there's two moments like that in this episode. Because then when they make it to Sid and Dexter's and he's still overwhelmed uh-huh. that this is really happening. I think he's even saying that at that yeah. point. You know, Jim's he like, hey, you know, happening. we're going to go play some pool. We're, we're looking for another plate." player and he's like sucks to be you (laughs) yeah he's like sucks to be you he's like will you be our fourth he's like that would be sublime sublime.
1: (laughs) there's this escalating chain of joy for michael i think yeah that moment where michael walks in and he says it's not a goodbye party it's not a work thing he's he's so struck with how happy it's like it may be like my one of my favorite michael moments now thinking about it (laughs) just because of the sheer joy that he has and that he, he's not being forced in. He's not forcing anyone to get together. Mm-hmm. It happens spontaneously. They're at an arcade where he can play games with all of his friends. Yeah. Um, and then it just keeps on picking
0: up. It's where, it's, a, uh, it's a fantasy for Michael. It's, yeah, it's everything yeah. he's dreamed of. As opposed to like, you know, Jim's barbecue where he has to weasel his way in. Right. You know, and he doesn't. It makes everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. Like you said, he got invited to it. He didn't plan it. He's there. Hey, you want to play pool with us? You think about Michael's birthday in season two, where he's trying
1: to drag everyone to the hockey rink to have a great time, um, and you think about him describing his bad birthdays. You think about, you know, being invited to f- join a team only to find out the team doesn't exist, the Football. sport doesn't exist. Should have known. <laughs> <Yeah. Football. laughs> that all these sort of things. <laughs> Every year, the girls hockey, field hockey team would throw him in the fountain at the Steamtown Mall. Right. All of these things, all these terrible things that happened to him, you know, in his youth and, and adolescence. And now, you know, to have this moment with all these people that he really loves to consider his friends, like it's, it's you feel his joy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, in that moment, too, when Pam and Jim are inviting him to go play pool with them, right, then we learn that they've invited um, their other friend, Julie. Um to uh to kind of set her up with michael so i want to kind of shift to jim and pam for a second um we get uh andy inviting jim out to this event and jim says you know i love this baby because i she gets me out of everything also i love her (laughs) like um but he calls pam knowing that she's going to say no only to find out that she's super excited to get out of the house see everybody like stanley's going to be there <laughs> she's like ecstatic over it and then she's like inviting people to this event right mm-hmm. i mean julie we know she invites but isabel's just also there randomly of course she invited isabel mm-hmm. um so uh, and then also just that like pam seems to have already forgotten everything that happened with helene she's trying to set michael up with somebody um I mean, what do you, what do you think? Is the, I guess Julie does laugh at everything and it might be good, a good setup for Michael, but uh, is Pam just like out of her mind at this point, staying at home with the kids?
0: I mean, that's what it sounds like when she's on the phone. Uh, yeah. So much so that Jim has to back his ear away when she asked if, if, if she's interested. <laughs> that's, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I, it's a good point. It's like, I guess, you know, if, if, if she's setting him up with someone else, then it's definitely going to not be her mom again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the other thing too is, uh,
1: well, let's remember that Pam has set Michael up with her landlord, uh, in season four in the chair model. Um, mm-hmm. and that they, they've had that bonding experience, at the Michael Scott paper company at the end of season five. Uh, and yes, this sort of big rift occurs when <laughs> Michael dates her mom and then dumps around her, her birthday. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Pam and Michael's relationship isn't totally gone after that. They, they, resu- they resume a normal dynamic. And this, mm-hmm. is, this is a moment where Pam seems to constantly look out for Michael, especially when no one else does. Um, and it seems like one of those moments, even though it's pretty misguided. And she gives him the benefit of the doubt all the time. Uh, there's a moment where Julie later on says um, – or Pam says he's not normally like that. And Julie says, well, what is he like? and Pam looks up and goes yeah you
2: can go <laughs> yeah but they don't, doesn't she share this like kind of look with Jim where he's like kind of smiling and just sort of like you could see it on his face like i don't have an answer uh, wow
0: well, <laughs> i've never been asked that yeah <laughs> um, which you know they could have said oh he's just like he's he can be like he was before he put his Get the kangaroo hat on <laughs> a date my a, hat the date comes out yeah, hat.
2: right yeah well there's a, i did watch the deleted scenes from this episode there's a great deleted scene where we do see that michael is doing well on the date before he knows it's a date yes um but there's another deleted scene where he, she's like uh, oh you know that part it's you live in that part of town that's great middle schools and he's like oh yeah except for when you know coach so-and-so left you know the basketball team really hasn't been doing good (laughs) but the theater department is fantastic did you see bye bye birdie (laughs) it's just like what michael is like going to the middle school events down the street from him
0: (laughs) probably Uh, he probably sees a theater production he's gonna go
2: seems like a weird foreshadowing to him going to the high school basketball uh baseball game later (laughs) later oh yeah (laughs) right right you know
1: uh The moment, too, of what is he normally like kind of reminds me in season three in The Merger when he uh, lets the air out of all of their tires. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, I want to say Hannah or Martin says to Phyllis or his group, is he always like this? And I think Phyllis says sometimes he brings more costumes. (laughs) 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 And in this moment, Michael has a costume. He has the candle hat. He wears the the collar of his dress shirt like outside of his jacket. Yeah.
0: Speaking to Phyllis, she has one of the best attempts to set Michael up. Just through that line of question Michael has back to Phyllis. i like, mm-hmm. he's like, is she? <laughs> what position did she play? Catcher. And then he's like, would would she fit in a boat? Could she stand up in a boat? <laughs> it would be okay. average sized rowboat. Average sized rowboat. <laughs> no, she know, fit no no Michael boat. <laughs> no she can't fit in a rowboat. <laughs> oh god, uh, man, Michael's a mess. Let's let's talk <laughs> about. Let, I think How let's talk about before and after date gets. Mike. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, so that's a pretty good line in the Michael Psyche of uh what he says of like if his if his idea of romance and dates is from reality TV show, that explains why he went well, and switched his outfit and started acting like a monster.
2: Yeah, word. Well it's like uh you know, I think during this time, if I if I remember right, there were there were things out there for and I'm sure that they still exist. But I remember it was getting very popular where it was like, if you're like a lonely man, like, you know, you need like there are tricks to being able to get women. Oh, I, yeah. I, do you remember that book? <laughs> yeah, the game. game. Book? Yeah,
0: yeah. Neil, right, Neil Strauss. Right. Uh, right that
2: it's just kind of like be be just like an loud, like colorful asshole and. Do magic you know.
0: tricks, right? Isn't yeah, that yeah, pieces?
2: yeah. <laughs> magic tricks was a was a big part of that. So you know Michael
0: read mm-hmm. that book. <laughs> wearing a wearing an eye-catching hat, I think that was part right? of it. I know this because yep. I have a mutual friend of all of ours who I'm not going to mention, who was the least <laughs> likely person I would have thought to own and read that book, lent it to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, holy crap. Anyway, that's a story I, for uh, another time. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! I so, think yeah, you that know that who I'm talking be-
0: about.
1: I hope you know. Yeah, and he's listening. I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, I I he must have been like. The, the, <laughs> I feel like they're directly referencing those those uh, those things. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Michael's just kind of being as as much of a misogynistic like. Uh, jerk as he can be, it seems like. How do you he's, like your eggs in the morning?
0: Yeah. Well, he's he, he's not even he's not even good at being that. He's he's no. so he's acting just more like a, a middle schooler who just had a bunch of soda. Like the way he's running around, he's playing guitar with a pool cue. He's like. He's, he's just, it's, it's so, it's so childish. This like God, the, the thing look on he tries his face when he's playing that pool cue, the, uh, you only get it for the second, but the, the guitar face that he pulls is amazing. He tries to, <laughs> there, he tries to t- tie a cherry stem with his mouth, which literally like that was sixth grade was like, Oh, you could kiss her. Could you do this? It's like, that's where his development of what's romantic stopped apparently for Michael Scott. And that's I'm where he, he big- chokes on it. Yeah. And that's where <laughs> date Mike picks it up. It's like, dude, what? There are two moments that play out kind of in quick
1: succession when Michael realizes he's on a date. When when Jim says, "Oh, Pam was right uh, about about the two of you hitting it off," uh, the moment of realization for Michael, he looks into like three different cameras
0: <laughs> where That's he finally right.
1: makes that realization. And then when he comes back as date Mike. Pam says, "Oh, hi, Michael. Why are you wearing a hat now?" And he and he makes that noise. Ha! You know?
0: <laughs> I love the way Jim pulls him aside and he just goes, "Everything okay?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my gosh!
0: Um,
2: well, then of course he he hops up on the pool table and uh, and we are introduced to Donna comes over with security asking if he wants to pay to refelt the pool table, mm-hmm. um, embarrassing him and in front of all his friends. <laughs> Um,
0: I can't believe he goes back to demand
2: an apology. What an idiot. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, in the end, it worked out for him, I guess, in the short term. <laughs> it led to, uh, led to a, a fling with Donna. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, he goes over and, um, and uh, uh, tries to have a confrontation with her. And it turns into a very flirtatious uh, little meeting up at the bar.
0: Uh, really quick, I want to just shout out Donna for just one moment when Michael's, she comes over. Hey, you want to pay 400 bucks to refelt this table? Gives them that whole spiel. And then they, they have their little conversation and, and then Michael's like, hey, it's no big deal. I'm on a date. I'm just having fun. Shout out to Donna. The way she calls security. Hey, Ted, we having fun? And that guy comes yeah, over. Yeah, That's yes. a great <laughs> way to call for security. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> a lot of respect for Donna in that moment. Hey,
2: we having fun? Hey, Ted, yeah. Ted, oh, Ted oh we gosh. having
0: fun? Really? You told on me? That's lame.
2: (laughs) Yeah. She's way smoother than Date Mike. She'd be way better, Date Mike than Date Mike.
0: She seems like the type of woman who would never fall for any of that crap.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is that how you do it?
0: Is that how you do it? Yeah. Just
2: yeah, talk. with his uh, talking about his management style.
0: <laughs> a little bit of razzle dazzle. Yeah, he says, well, it just so happens that I'm a manager, too. And the way I manage is that I touch their hearts and souls with humor, with love and maybe a dash of razzle dazzle. And I don't see that from you coming from a guy who she just ha- almost tried to get kicked out. I mean, right. Michael is so confident. It's it's terrifying.
2: <laughs> yeah. What do you drink? grenadine
0: <laughs> the way that he talks
1: nothing into her and turns that conversation into something is so funny when uh
0: he says i own a chrysler she goes,
1: shut up that's, yeah. a, that's such a weird part <laughs> that's such, reddit that, i
0: own that, it that, uh, yeah. yeah that that a, that a chrysler would h- inspire that kind of response from anybody let's drink <laughs> grenadine i think
1: when you talked about this resembling a reality show where you put everyone in a, in a closed environment you have a bunch of cameras and presumably there's a lot of alcohol to fuel all of these moments that's what happens with michael
2: except his drink is grenadine
0: <laughs> it's
1: <right>?
2: just sugar <laughs> gosh as a kid i loved
0: grenadine so much oh it was good But man. you wouldn't
1: drink it you can't drink it do you I drink it plain? no Even no then, no
0: I I like a shirley temple plane.
2: Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I only had him in Shirley Temple's at uh, at the Chinese restaurant we always used to go. To. Sure, it's the only time. Roy Rogers
2: him. with Coke. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's right. Really quick, too. Just a, a great moment for Michael Scott um, on the Chrysler Exchange. It's like it's going to make you want to go out and buy a Chrysler tomorrow. I own a Chrysler. Shut up. No, you shut up. Like he, he <laughs> <He's> <laughs> takes so bad. He takes it seriously. <laughs> We've been
2: watching a lot of uh, British reality dating shows lately, and they they talk about banter. You gotta have good banter. Mm -hmm. Michael does not have good banter. (laughs) You shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Kevin Kevin talks about banter. He says, I
0: love banter, Uh but I hate witty banter. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh, Kevin. Well, we'll get to Kevin in a sec. I got some thoughts on Kevin in this episode.
2: (laughs) In this episode? I mean that does make me Why don't we go to it? Yeah. Yeah, let's jump over there. Uh, I
0: mean what All right. This is give it to us. This is probably my least favorite bit in the entirety of The Office in terms of <laughs> something I find so unfunny, so below the show, and just completely Whoa. hard to watch, which is the entire Kevin trying to make Pam's breasts leak by crying uh, right yeah. in her face. Yeah, that. <laughs> <Mommy>! <laughs> I did take those out uh, because the way (laughs) Kevin says this, this is the only redeeming part of this joke is the the commitment. (laughs) Brian Baumgartner's commitment when he says that. Let's Uh, let's
2: not forget too with with Andy and Aaron's talking ahead in the opening of the episode and and they're (laughs) kind of talking about how they don't really want people to know. And then there's a knock on the glass and they turn the blinds and it's Kevin making like... The intercourse, like hand gestures and like slap, spanking and stuff like that, and then they're and then Andy's like, "That's kind of funny." And it's like, "Is it?" <laughs> it is. <sounds> pretty weird. <laughs> he's just hey, me. Hey, Mima said it best.
0: Oh, you're that foul man who kept talking about intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just I can't it's so cringy for it's like throughout this episode whenever Kevin's doing that stuff, I just find it so repulsive to and I know it's supposed to be. I like I get I get it. I get Kevin. I understand mm-hmm. it. It's still it feels below the show. It's like so mm-hmm. it is as it is the most cartoony they ever make Kevin to the point that it's almost insulting for me to watch where I'm just like this is so stupid. Like It's really bad. This whole bit <laughs> that, that a man like Kevin would at all think a that's going to work and B I'm going to be able to see something or is it just the thrill that he knows he's doing it if so that's bizarre and extremely intrusive and just gross yeah. and it's like I know Kevin's been that way but Kevin also has kind of an innocence to him that is yeah. a bit redeeming and it's just gone in this episode and it's I just I get so tired of this bit it's hard to watch that's it sorry yeah. that's all I got to well- say. I mean, like, I guess you've
1: you've kind of alluded to it, but do you want to give us more detail about how you really feel? No,
2: no,
0: <laughs> that's how I feel.
2: Uh, well, I mean, it's funny, too, that his plan does work in the end when when Kelly is walking out of uh, Sid and Dexter's and crying and sobbing. And then we see Pam go. Oh, I gotta get home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, there's a little the the fist bump he does is pretty funny as he walks away. But if it's like if <laughs> if the whole thing was just to set up that joke, I'm just like, oh man. Anyway, it, I it I is. did I, I do like there's a well yes agreed, but
1: there's a moment where uh, he he makes the crying noise in the Sid and Dexter's, and I think it's in conjunction with something that happens with date Mike. Where Jim and Pam look at each other and Jim says, What is going on? Like what what, yeah, what is, is this event yeah.
0: <laughs> And what is
2: going on? That's,
0: oh, that's a different that's time, another, time. There's a few That's good another minutes. episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good exasperated Jim moment. And that is bizarre because mm-hmm. they're in the throes of like, okay, Michael just became a different person. Uh, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, just Kevin walks up out of nowhere and hits him with mm-hmm. that. It's weird, weird <laughs> stuff, Kevin. I don't know. Do you want weird to? Uh,
2: do you want to take uh, talk about Andy and Aaron? Yes, let's hear absolutely. It. I want to talk about Andy and Aaron. So we we do get that talking head at the start where they're telling each other, telling the cameras that they're trying to keep this on under wraps, and we do get a deleted scene as well, uh, where um, Andy and Aaron are walking up to Sid and Dexter's, and Andy says. Uh, right before they walk in. Like, why don't you walk in and then I'll go two minutes after. So he's just, you know, constantly trying to, you know, like they're like, oh, do you want to play this game? Uh, It's um, uh, Kelly and Ryan are playing Dance Dance Revolution and they're like, oh, we should play. And he's like, okay, well you play and then I'll come back over. Um, There's also the other thing of like, one of Andy's plans is to... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that might be my favorite part of this episode <laughs> is, is Aaron going up to a guy and <laughs> hey, hey, big, big boy. boy. Yeah. You yeah. like it when I touch you like that? <laughs> it's like, where did you learn to talk like that? The movies, the movies. <laughs> black snake moan. <laughs> wow, wow. What a reference. <laughs> Which I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. I remember, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is that. Oh, that's a, that's a good reference. <laughs>
1: I, I, I really love like some of the later seasons I tend to gravitate towards when I'm doing my rewatches just because I like having all the characters there. And specifically I like when the characters are all at like different stages like this. Mm -hmm. And I think an episode like this, I love where so many of the characters are at, particularly Annie and Aaron. I think Annie and Aaron, like Aaron specifically, um, later in the show, she's played as either very stupid or, uh, or like those are the jokes that they make kind of with her. Um, Or uh or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like I feel like in this season she's portrayed more as um very strange and very kind of simple and then like really weird when they give her like more screen time. You know, I'm thinking of Secretary's Day, which happens right after this. Definitely. Or like in this moment where they like they have her try to flirt for a second and she immediately goes way over the top. Um she plays along with whatever Andy's doing. Um and then Andy himself too is a lot more harmless. Uh, he's just kind of the silly. He's in Nard Dog mode with his blue pants and wearing a lot of pastels and stuff, <laughs> versus the way he is in later seasons. So I really love them together at this particular moment. You know,
0: yeah, they're very I innocent. Agree. Yeah, it's and it's, their it's,
1: and their attempts at flirting are really uh, misguided and and completely silly.
0: We we kind of get the best and worst of Andy and Aaron in one episode in a way because we're getting. We're getting kind of the sweet cuteness that the two of them bring to the show. We're getting, yeah, like you said, the innocence of their relationship. And at the beginning of the episode, you realize, you know, it's like, oh, man, these these two actually really are a great fit. They're a really good couple. And then by the end of the episode, we're getting the worst of them, which is is really just Andy, who's the worst of them. Being so over the top with, for some reason, not wanting anyone to know. Um, Which, you know, in Andy's defense... The, the drama. drama. In Andy's defense, he might have a little relationship PTSD from being cheated on by yeah, his fiance, yeah. sure. Having the entire sure. office know about it, no one tell him, and then getting humiliated about it. So Is, it's I, understandable from Andy's perspective. That's fair. I
2: wonder. I wonder if that's kind of an unspoken part of it that he doesn't want people to know because he hasn't told Aaron about Angela yet, mm-hmm. and if it gets out, then he's going to have to talk about that, and maybe he's kind of forced to address it by the end of the episode and he hasn't done the the work to make sure that that's all cool so it all blows up on secretary's day right but um um, but of course yeah he is kind of driven to a point where he he feels like he needs to make up for what for for saying you know telling Aaron that they want to keep everything secret and so he does grab the mic at the uh at the prize station
0: he loves and a public, it to he loves a public <laughs> yeah. mic grab he loves announcing things to a whole room of people he does it <laughs> with that? Angela's proposal too well one of the best moments of the episode
1: at least for me is when Andy uh, Aaron just calls him on it She's yeah. like, you love you drama love yes like that that, that makes you think yeah. that maybe they're actually like a better set a better fit than I know the totally scene, you
2: know totally. I, I'll I We'll always be bummed that this didn't carry on into like a a fun relationship between Andy and Aaron. I mean, it all falls apart pretty bad in eight and nine, but seasons eight and nine. But yeah, um, th- that you're absolutely right. I think that talking head especially is like, oh, they're cute together. This would be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. it, it, it would have been. It should have been. Think about all yeah. the times you could, you could have just panned over and you have Andy and Aaron doing something weird and cute at the background or like yeah, having them <laughs> like, just inept at trying to help other people with their own romances, yeah. but it could be so funny.
2: Uh, like Kelly and Ryan became just kind of like this they could be the yin to, relationship. To Kelly and Ryan's
0: Yang. Exactly. Of just like. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. A perfect example of this. I think the yin and yang was, was, was well, is Jim and Pam and it's played later um, in the show where they're, the, they're having the thing about the salesman. Um, mm. and uh, the salesmen are uh, or no, excuse me, I'm trying to think of exactly what it is, but there's a moment where uh, Jim says, I'll text Pam, she's really good at these kinds of things, and Andy says, Oh, I'll text Aaron, she's really good at these kinds of things too. And yeah, Aaron, yeah. And, and the text back from Aaron says, People love shells from tropical beaches. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god see i would man that would have just that's just a, a that would have been so funny if they continued but uh but it's a shame that they it didn't work out but yeah this is a great episode for andy and aaron what about what about dwight and angela in this episode yeah Dwight and isabel
0: um as 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 you mentioned edwin there's there's every type of romance in this episode we get budding romance with andy and aaron we have established married romance with jim and pam and and uh, Phyllis and Bob, Ooh. we get uh first date romance. And then here we get the litigious romance between Angela and Dwight, every flavor of romance on display.
2: Definitely. Definitely. There's a couple of great, um, deleted scenes with, with Angela. Um, uh, first she says, you know, sometimes she likes to let her hair down, but not literally. Um, <laughs> but as she's trying to get in the and Dexter's, um, the bouncer is like, you're good. You can go ahead. And she's like, no, no, you you need to see my ID. And like is digging around for her ID in her bag. And Isabel is like right behind her the whole time. Um, then, of course, we get Isabel coming in saying hey to Pam. And uh, I'm going to go around and look for Dwight. And she's like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You say,
1: I'm gonna do a lap, see if I know anyone and then later said so we to go talk to Dwight yeah that's maybe that's, right. a, that's it
2: you're right you're right yeah.
1: no maybe that's, that's
0: a Niagara that's a Niagara that's something else yeah that's a different yeah. episode oh, oh no. is it I'm
1: crossing my wires here uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh.
0: it's been a long day right. yeah that's <laughs> but uh but man
2: we get some great one-on ones with with Dwight and Isabel um universal
0: donor universal <laughs> donor there's there's a the the I love I love it when Dwight just kind of looks at the world biologically. It's so funny, and his attraction to Isabel is so biological, and he he's very upfront about it. Of just like that's when he's talking to Angie, he's like, "What? I want a big family. No, big like big, you know." And yeah, when he's assessing Isabel, it's just all these physical attributes that he finds attractive um, mm-hmm. in terms of you know ch- uh, childbearing years, birthing hips, uh, blood type all this sort of stuff and it's it's just so hilarious and then i mean it ends even uh with with Isabel just kind of whacking uh angela on the forehead and dwight's like you're an impressive specimen he says um yeah yeah which is such a it's so it's so on brand for dwight to look at a woman this way as as repulsive as it might be uh that's what he does and Isabel responds to it and yeah and and she's into it yeah
1: there, this is also one of my sort of favorite versions of Dwight, where he's like very confident, uh, and he's making jokes, doing a lot of repartee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, there's something very, very funny about it. It, it kind of reminds me of—I mean, I know we talked about Niagara a second ago, but it reminds me of Niagara when he's wearing the wolf shirt and he's walking around. Yeah, I'm ravished. Yeah, I'd have loved. He's maybe. weirdly <laughs> in his element. Yeah.
0: Well, he has this. Dwight has this weird, uh, casual confidence and charisma where. It's like in this episode is a good example Niagara too, where it's like everyone around him in this episode is trying to get laid or like trying to go on a date. And it's almost like he's the the only one who really isn't trying. And because he's not trying, he's the most successful, which is what happens here where he just he's not there to go on a date with Isabel. He just sees her there and turns it into a successful date uh, without even really trying and with kind of ignoring Angela. And it's like you could that's not he's not treating her very well, but he's he's doing his thing.
2: Let's not forget what Dwight and Angela have been through at this point, right? I mean, he, he, she put him through a, a lot of uh, um, torture with her and Andy. And, uh, and he, he, he married them, he, you right. know, and she didn't want it. So, I mean, I don't, I don't although Dwight kind of looks bad in this episode, I think you do have to remember the context that, you know, he's trying to move on. And she's all of a sudden realizing like, oh, wait, now I'm competing with someone. I mean, both Angela and Dwight are very competitive. And that probably is part of her motivation to get him back.
0: Well, and it's it's weird, though, because doesn't in Niagara, doesn't that sort of doesn't Dwight kind of leave us with the comment about her being a dental hygienist from Carbondale and she makes love like one? That's true. It's weird that his his. Is that right? Or does yeah, he no, say that, later? that is correct. Yeah. Okay. He but says
2: it in Niagara. Yeah. It's just
0: weird that now later on in that season he sees her again and he's like just seeing her as this like perfect mother figure for right. his kids that he wants to have.
2: Well, there's
0: yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. yeah. It
1: happens in the delivery when right. Dwight is doing his surprise remodel of the Halpert kitchen. Yes. And Isabel shows up with a either a, I think it's mac and cheese, but it's like in a casserole dish. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they have that exchange. Uh, uh, adults need to get their teeth clean too, Dwight.
0: Do they now? But how some people choose to spend their money. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So there's like a little bit of an exchange that kind of leads to that.
0: Right. But I I guess I just mean, it's like, it's weird that, that Dwight, when Isabel shows up, he's not just like, Hey, Isabel and kind of ditching her like he did at the end of Niagara. He's like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, there she is. And it's like, dude, you you could have been dating her this whole time. Like.
2: Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. What? Oh my gosh! With speaking of Dwight, Isabel, Angela, another one of my favorite bleeped moments in the show is when I think it's right after oh, he yeah. says "universal donor." Like she kind of like says, "I'm going to go get a drink or something," and he like he turns and just sees Angela right behind him, and she scares <laughs>
0: that's, him <It's>, ah. <laughs> That's so good. That is what it's
1: become favorites. a meme. It's like my plans, and then 2020. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. oh, hey, hey, monkey! How you doing? I love the way he uses that. Yeah, yeah. they're playing Whack a Mole. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: We we also got to talk about Oscar and Matt. I know we just had an Oscar episode last week, uh, but uh, but this is kind of an Oscar centric episode. I mean, the whole this whole thing was orchestrated by him just so that he could get close to Matt, which kind of seems. Yeah. This is the other type of romance I
0: didn't mention, the sort of potential romance, the the even trying to talk to someone romance, the crush romance is represented here by Oscar.
2: And we get another example of Daryl being kind of the the one to sort of comfort or advise uh, somebody. He's Mm -hmm. always stepping into that role. Um, uh, You can be gay with Matt,
0: but be straight with me.
2: (laughs) That's such (laughs) a (laughs) great line. That's well, good.
0: He he
1: gives Oscar the, the truth. He says, you know, the, they, they don't have a ton in common. Matt's a good guy, but he's a dummy. Yep. So he kind of shoots Oscar. He gives him, he shoots him straight, you know? Yep. And to use that parlance. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and like, you know, shout out to Daryl. I know Matt shows up right after Daryl says that, but still like shout out to Daryl for like not saying that earlier on and letting us organize it. And they all went out and they did the thing and Matt just doesn't show up till late, but like Daryl doesn't stamp it out. He's not like, dude. No, don't go after Matt. He's dumb. You know, he he lets it. He lets it sit there, and he lets it be. Um, which is which is right. what a good friend does. And then, yeah, it is. He's very wise. And Oscar's like, you're right. You're right. You're right. Then and they up with some hoops. Sure, hoops. It's just Oops. like it takes a second. Oops. And uh, and there they are. And then we Here's see the moment- Oscar, a terrible shooter, which is not what they laid the grounds for in basketball, by the way.
1: Exactly. In basketball, he shows himself to be a. At least competent at throwing things into garbage cans, and mm-hmm. then uh, in the career fair episode, uh, no job fair, um, he's also shooting hoops with Daryl, at, yeah. uh, in the in the high school. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work out. I mean, I think Daryl tries to kind of distract uh, uh, Oscar a little bit by introducing him to He uh, introducing us to He <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is all, another one of my favorite moments in the oh. show. And I, a great yes. cold closing, kind of, of this episode. A tag, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The 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 Hide is such a fun little piece of the office, and it, it's so well applied in that you only hear him and see him a couple times. Um, I like that they don't overuse it, um, and that this this story and that Daryl sets it up by saying, "If you talk to Hide, that guy's life story is amazing," and then at the end we get to hear the whole
2: life story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Daryl's so so proud of him. Which, which
0: <laughs> needs, still needs to be made into a movie. The best, yeah. Oh In my Japan, gosh, Hatsuche, Hatsuche, number one. Steady hand. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I I think the last thing to is there anything else about Oscar and Matt we want to say? Or I mean, Matt seems it's, like a really one dimensional character. There's not much to him. It's oddly like kind of like the D story
2: of this episode. There's so much going on, but th- I mean, there is a deleted scene I think where. You know, they come in, and Michael's like, "Who or who like organized all this? Like, whose idea was this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's Oscar." And they're all kind of like surprised by that. Um, but uh, but I and then I, but...
1: Kevin's and then Oscar says, "Why is everyone surprised?" And Kevin says, "Because you're anti-social."
0: Anti-social. <laughs> 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 Kevin's good. There's for also a truth in bomb the deleted scenes. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? No, I said Kevin's just good for a truth bomb every now and then. It doesn't happen yeah. much, but he brings it sometimes. Mm-hmm. there's also a deleted scene of Kevin just playing skee-ball and being very
1: good, or skee-ball and being very good at it. So I think like to, to go back, not to go back to your point about Kevin in this episode, the, the moments where he shows a little more nuance and being a normal yeah, person yeah. have been cut out. Those yeah. are my favorite Kevin moments when he's a yep, normal yeah. person.
0: Uh, yep. We also see Creed just laying waste to the Dance Dance Revolution set mm-hmm. gathering a crowd. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh,
2: another deleted scene is Creed walking up to Oscar and he's like, hey, good looking. Want to buy a guy a drink? And Oscar's like, turns around like, no. And then Creed just turns to the next person next to him and goes, hey, good looking. Want to buy a guy a drink?
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a numbers game with Creed. It's
2: just, he's just trying to get a free drink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah any other hot takes or favorite moments from uh, from Happy Hour?
0: Well, the, I, I think we should touch just really quickly on, on how this actually ends, which basically is Jim and Pam being like, dude, you really screwed this up to Michael. And they tried to mm-hmm. date and he's and he says, uh, what a gr- helpers wait up. Oh, what a great night. Got to hang out with my peeps. Sort of did okay with a new young lady. He's talking about Donna. Mm-hmm. They're talking right. about Julie. And they're like, yeah. No, you didn't. And he's like, I think I did, but I can't take all the crack. And he and it ends up he's still thinking like, Thank God I have date Mike. Yeah. Nice, yeah, to, meet yeah. Me. nice to meet me. And uh <laughs> it's like, Yep, Michael didn't learn anything or grow at all this episode. He's right back where he started <laughs> Because he's he's entering into a very toxic relationship. Because Donna saw something in this fool. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Whatever.
2: I don't think Julie would have been able to handle Michael anyways. It's probably best that she saw his worst side.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's true.
1: A couple last things from this ep- for this episode for me. Uh, this is the cold open with the push-ups. Yes. Uh, oh
0: my god, we we yeah. breezed right by
1: that. And uh, or Stanley does all his push-ups, and I love that we don't see Stanley at Happy Hour later. He has gone home, and he is home. Um, but and he then, has put a
0: lot of business cards into the bowl for the free lunch. Oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. But we don't see him in Sin Dexter's. No, we? no. We just yeah. she says, "Oh, there's a lot of Stanley Hudsons in here."
1: The last thing I would mention from this episode is that there are a lot of season six bloopers that come from this episode, which kind of speaks to how funny it is and and all the little silly moments that the actors and
0: characters are put into.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't haven't even gone back to watch the
0: bloopers from this one. So now I got to. (laughs) I imagine days when they're shooting at other locations where it's, it's probably has a different energy to it, I I would guess. Mm -hmm. One thing that I caught
2: rewatching this episode today at the end of that cold open when Stanley's like, you know, straightens his jacket, and he's like, excuse me. And he walks out, he's just covered in sweat, and everyone's just applauding. Dwight, in the back of the room, it even lands in the subtitles, Dwight, in the back of the room, just goes, okay, Papa Bear. <laughs> I, did, I didn't
0: notice that. Never caught that. <laughs> I I do love, li- I love how that he wins over Michael, who's sort of realizing his mistake as it's happening, but by the end of the it, yeah, day, just like... He's just like he's so happy for Stanley that he did it, and everyone's inspired. Everyone's just like, yeah. I can't believe, like, yeah, like what we have here is the, you know, a mother pushing a car. Off <laughs> that's her baby. What, that's Oscar's yeah. line. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: lifting, <laughs> saving their baby from underneath a yeah. car. Yeah. Oh gosh! Well, oh happy hour! What a great episode! Uh, um yeah. All right, guys. Now time for a little conference room. Five minutes. Uh,
0: right now! Right now! Conference room. Topic: Pulpury.
1: Let's go. All right. So this uh, this week's conference room topic was inspired by uh, on Facebook. Uh, you know, we're in a couple of different uh, fan groups, and I've noticed a theme uh, in these groups that when someone posts a picture of themselves wearing Dunner Mifflin clothing, the first uh, comment, or it's even sometimes in the caption, is "Little Miss Thing wants attention." <laughs> so. The first conference room uh, question that that I would pose to you guys is office-themed insults or jabs or ways to kind of make fun of people. Um, So do you guys have any prepared? I I I guess – yeah, yeah, go ahead.
2: Yes, yes. I I prepared a few. I mean, obviously, I think Michael's insults to Toby are are some of the most vicious in the series, but I don't know if there's one more – intense Then, if I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, <laughs> Bin Laden and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> um,
1: I, I like the idea of, uh, when someone serves you bad food
2: and like, you can call it a hot circle of garbage. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I, I mean, obviously I went to, uh, I went to the roast episode, uh, uh, where you get lines like uh, "One time I walked in on him naked, and his thing is so small. How small how sm- is it? Mm-hmm. If it were an iPod, it would be a shuffle."
0: <laughs> I think uh, I think calling someone an ignorant slut is is uh, a big export of this show. Uh, Dwight, mm-hmm. you ignorant slut! Uh, it's not even so much the words; it's the cadence, which how Steve Carell says that is so funny and unique to me. Of da 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 da. It's such a weird way to say that. Uh, Speaking of cadence, I think B- boom roasted is another big one. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, Jim, you're six foot six. You weigh 180 pounds. Uh, Gumby has a better body than you. Boom, roasted. Mm-hmm. Stanley, like the way
2: that, yeah. <laughs> Stanley you crush your wife during sex and your heart sucks. Boom, roasted.
1: Pam, <laughs> you failed our and, school.
0: Boom, roasted. It's just like. Angela,
1: ow. where's Angela? Oh, I didn't see you hiding behind that grain <laughs> of rice. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted.
2: Kevin, I can't make a decision between a dumb joke or a fat joke. Boom, roasted.
0: It's really good. Um, uh, I think this is in. Is this in sexual harassment? It says, Michael, you don't need to tell me everyone's sexual history. Well, good, because we've now reached Kevin, who has no sexual history. <laughs> yeah. Just oh brutal. God. Dude, this Michael's is not, so dude, mean.
2: Michael can be so mean to Kevin. Kevin, I would want to live with no legs. Michael, how about no <laughs> arms? No <laughs> arms or legs is basically how you exist right now, Kevin. You don't do anything. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> he didn't deserve that. <laughs>
1: There's a moment uh, where Todd Packer uh, is making every fun of people in the, in the office and he calls, he calls them all a bunch of double XLs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, for all you double XLs. you!" And then he points to Clark and he goes, this kid in a few years. Oh, my gosh. I, so
0: I cut this one out for Oscar last week. I don't think I ever actually played this drop, though. Mm-hmm. You're
2: ignorant and insulting and small.
0: Ending with small <laughs> is just is just vicious, dude. It's just like calling you're just small, uh, which kind of goes hand in hand with I think the best and most vicious Dwight insult we hear on the show. Oh uh, yeah, when, uh, during the roast when he tur- first he goes up there to defend Michael. Yeah. And then he idiot, Michael turns idiot. on idiot <laughs> idiot you pathetic short little man you don't have any friends or any family or any land and he leaves <sighs> land for the last one cuz it's the most yeah. insulting that Dwight thinks is is the biggest deal
2: sticks the landing. <laughs> um when I love I love Kelly uh were Jim's parents first cousins that were also bad at ping pong. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, hey, you you I don't like your boyfriend. Why, why, cuz, cuz, cuz it's a pain
2: <laughs> little song. Yeah. Um uh Michael to Toby, of all the idiots in all the idiot villages in all the idiot worlds, you stand alone, my friend. That's
1: You you are a waste of life and you should give up. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. I think we could go, we could go on forever. Are there yeah, more? Yeah. Do you have a few more that you want to throw in?
1: Uh no, I think I would love to get them submitted. Like send them to us, send us what you think. Please. Uh the best burns, insults, jabs, what have you. Um and then I think we should go to the second part of this question, which is uh the best office-themed compliments or affirmations <laughs> or positive things you could say around people. I think the the one that I use the most is perfection schlag.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like I use that a lot in our
1: on our
0: in oh, our text. Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah.
2: Definitely.
0: I like saying uh, my heart soars with the eagle's nest when I'm very <laughs> happy or there's good news. <laughs>
2: this, is I, really good. This, this is really good. It's really good. I pulled I pulled one from this episode from Happy Hour. Dwight to Isabel, you are an impressive specimen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very be, high praise should, coming from Dwight. More,
0: yeah.
1: Or what about like when you do a nice surprise for someone you can good Another one.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh in drug testing, Jim. It, it maybe isn't a genuine compliment, but Dwight puts on his uh volunteer sheriff's uniform and Jim just turns around and says, You look cute today, Dwight.
1: Thanks, girl. Thanks, <laughs> girl. <laughs> um, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, you know what I'd love? I love uh hug it out bitch. That's the other one that I think would uh, be a
2: good one. Yeah, As far as originally from entourage. Yes. Mm -hmm. I
0: don't know if this counts, but the, just the simple, it is your birthday sign. I feel like is is been the the most office way to say happy birthday. Now that it's almost become a a sweet gesture to, Mm -hmm. to do that to somebody. Yeah.
2: I mean, in terms of things, I just like to say, like if I, if I say great idea, I, my, My mind immediately goes to Charles Minor. Great idea, idea,
1: Dwight. (laughs) 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 Or like if you see a happy couple and they seem, you know, really in love, you can call them some soup stoop snakes.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh Franken beans.
2: Uh, Oh, Franken beans. (laughs) Also works. Well, um, I'm sure that we'll come up with some more, and and you guys out there, please send in your favorite insults and compliments. I think this is a fun thing that we can keep oh, revisiting.
0: Sorry, real quick, My, I think the most genuine, heartfelt compliment is at the end of business trip when Andy says, "I had to go all the way to Canada get to get to know a guy who sits 20 feet away from me, and he's delightful, it's delightful, <laughs> <laughs> so good."
1: Um. You could say well, that somebody has big tuna energy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's tuna. Guy's got tuna energy, yeah. you know? Um, Shout out well, to before- Oh, hello.
2: <laughs> oh, I've been enjoying that podcast. Um, it's a podcast. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, before we move on to some listener submitted trivia, just maybe like a little Corona corner um, tidbit. I've been watching Paul Feig's Instagram. Uh, and he's been doing cocktail tutorials on there, and he's always wearing some fabulous new tuxedo or, in, in every video. So, anyways, Paul Feig, a fantastic office uh, director, uh, producer, uh, writer, uh, go go check him out. Uh, Does I, he just...
1: make any office themed cocktails? Man, I, I
2: haven't seen one. I Submit haven't... one. You should be like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah like that this. should be definitely. Tell him to F- make train some,
0: to Brooklyn. <laughs> some yeah, some lemonade. yeah
1: (laughs) you've also got michael's orange vod juice that's right yeah Um, oh there's one uh, tutorial one of everything the one of everything that's the one
0: of everything if he could make that and then
1: ryan he says all ryan says all of enough train to brooklyn extra bitters yeah Yeah, there you go i "I don't know how to make that yeah
2: Yeah, no i i I don't think he does grenadine (laughs) as a (laughs) as a cocktail Mm. tutorial but but, uh, but anyways, I don't know. It's just one little fun thing from The Office that I've been enjoying.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, cool. But let's move on to some tri- some trivia.
0: Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Woo! All right. Our trivia this week comes from listener Taylor. Taylor Mills. Nice. Welcome. Nice. Welcome to the Thank Trivia you. Club. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Taylor, I don't know if Taylor's a boy or girl. I don't know. But they sent in... All cold open trivia. So everything's from a cold open. And it's enough that we're going to split this into two parts and we'll save uh, the next part for next week. So to begin, from season two, uh, the client. Why did Michael start Casual Fridays? To wear his blue jeans. Yeah, he likes the way he looks in his jeans. Uh, That's right. From Booze Cruise. uh, Sorry, no, let's... uh, Ah, from The Merger. How fast is Dwight?
2: Uh, between a cheetah and a mongoose.
0: Close. Snake and a mongoose. Snake and a mongoose (laughs) and a panther. Uh Panther, yeah. Yes. To give you an idea, last summer I outran a black pepper snake. (laughs) (laughs) From uh season three from Benny Hanna Christmas. What is Dwight going to prepare the goose with? What kind of dressing? It's a wild rice dressing. A wild rice dressing. Very good. Pam, do right. we have any cayenne pepper in the kitchen? Very good. <laughs> From The Return, what are the three parts of Dwight's resume? Martial arts. No, Dwight Schrute, tr- Dwight Schrute Trivia yes. is one. Yes. Special oh. skills. Yeah, athletic and special skills. Uh, Work experience. Yeah, professional <laughs> resume is his first. Okay. Professional resume, athletic, special skills, and Dwight Schrute Trivia. <laughs> from safety training, Dwight was shunned from the age of four until his sixth birthday for what?
1: Not saving the oil from a can of tuna.
0: Yeah, the excess oil from a can of tuna. Oh, my good. God. From safety training, again, what fact does Dwight want Jim to tell Andy about bears?
1: <laughs> tell him the bears can climb faster than make yes, them very good.
0: Very good. I thought I had the bell here. I brought the bell back. There we go. Oh hey, yeah. oh, nice. uh um, hey, Andy,
1: Dwight says he doesn't know one fact about bear attacks.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh from the gym impersonating Dwight prank, how much did it cost? Thirteen dollars. No. Eleven dollars. Eleven dollars. Uh can you break up what the cost was? It's two things. Uh it's the glasses that he finds, yes, and the calculator watch. It's the glasses for four, rest of the ensemble for seven. Okay. Ah, mm, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, from uh, season four now, uh, local ad. What are the three products that Andy tries to put into the Kit Kat jingle?
2: Football cream. Yes. Fancy feast. Uh huh. Applesauce.
0: Or sorry, I, it should be four. He only wrote three, but let's oh, do okay. four. Yeah. So fo- you said football cream? Yeah. Uh, applesauce. Applesauce. Fancy feast. Fanc- yeah. Chrysler car. Chrysler car. Very good. <laughs> That's the last one. From season four, The Deposition. I'm having a good time. Yeah.
2: This is a good one. From season four, The Deposition,
0: we see three notes that that Pam gives Michael throughout the day uh, in The Deposition. What do those three notes say? This is the one where
2: she's giving the post-it notes while he's on the phone? Yes. So the last one is the hot dog saying, hi, buddy. Very good.
1: What do the notes say? That he's got to call the other
0: line or something like that? No. We see? They're, they're, no they're always fake. They're always
2: fake. Yeah. Hi yeah.
0: or something. Hello. First or, one's yeah. good morning. Yeah. Ah, okay. The third one is the hiya buddy with the hot dog. Mm-hmm. And then what's the second one? It's another picture. It's a dog. No, it's know. simple. Simple, basic. <laughs> a, flower, smiley a smiley face. Smiley face. Very good. From yeah, season yes. four, <clears throat> the chair model. <clears throat> Excuse me. What did Pam and Jim see on their walk to the office that morning? We saw a dog eating the carcass of a rotisserie chicken. Yes, a junkyard dog attacking the bones of a rotisserie (laughs) chicken. Very well done. (laughs) From season four, also from the chair model, how long has Oscar worked at the office as of that episode? Eight years? Oh, nine years. So close. (sighs) One off. From season four, did I stutter? Kevin suggests that Michael should write his initials in the cement, but Michael says no because blank. It's been done. Some idiot named. Mark Ger- George Sputnik.
2: Oh, so close. Yeah. Oh, so... someone will take credit for yeah, it. Some yeah. Some
0: idiot named Mark Greg Sputnik will claim credit oh. for it. So <laughs> close on that middle name. Ugh. Last one from Job Fair. Uh, Michael explains. Wh- why does he want to get interns? They're mm. like,
2: kids are so, Oh, it's, man. It's
0: one of his misuses of a word. It's one of his examples where he thinks a word means something it doesn't. I don't know. He says... Oh, yeah, I don't know what is says, it is. He says, to get some fresh blood, euthanize this place. <laughs> ah, that's good. Okay, yeah. Very good. Oh, gosh. Yep. Uh, that's it. We'll, we'll do the rest of this one oh, later. Oh, man. Great Fantastic. trivia. Yeah.
2: Taylor, thank you so much for sending that trivia in. And, guys, at home, you can send us trivia questions or comments, whatever you want to talk to us about. Call us 503 694 9314. You can leave us a message. We love to play them on the show. You can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we have a Patreon now, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You can join us for five bucks a month and become a Scott's Tot. Uh, Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. This episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon over Zoom. Yes, still in the Corona quarantine days. Quick note um, on the
0: Patreon too, real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, that $5 a month, that's going to get you our monthly mailbag members only episode. We're getting questions coming in already. Uh, we've, we've actually gotten questions. People are sending us the show that we actually already answered in that episode. Mm. So sorry, we're just going to be holding those answers hostage. But you can join okay. us for 5 bucks a month. Also, if you're feeling like we said at the top of the show, if you want to match that $5 you give us. Give five dollars as well to several organizations fighting for racial right. racial justice right now. Again, uh, that link is on yep. our Instagram. If you want to click through, that's where we donated. But donate wherever to your local organizations. Um, uh, go out in marches. Be active. Um, there's a whole Please. bunch of stuff you can be doing. And we'll for be the next about week, at,
2: yeah, for the next week at least, uh, we'll be we'll be really active, posting a lot of stuff on Instagram, like sh- shows that you can listen to books that you can read and places that you can donate. So uh, so please uh, stay active and keep supporting the cause. Black Lives Matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Keep it up when it's not trendy. Yeah. So yeah. Copy. Sure Give it it yes, yes sir. sir.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully
0: illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.